What's up, fellow ravers? This is Samir here from Beyond the Beats. Just want to let everybody know that we had some errors with our recordings this week, so we had to use the backup recording. No worries, there's still a lot of great content in this episode. You may notice a dip in quality from our regular episodes. Here we go, Beyond the Beats, episode 25. Was Swedish House Mafia supposed to play at Tomorrowland this year? When will we get our first DJ set in space? What's up with Woodstock, plus new music from Afrojack, Elenium, and Eric Pritz. All that and more on Beyond the Beats this week. What up, listeners of Beyond the Beats? My name is Samir Singal. I'm based out here in New York City. We got Alec Prieto on the other end. He's out there in San Francisco. And this is a podcast about EDM news and culture. Thank you guys so much for joining us for our 25th episode, man. I mean, just so many great things here happening for the podcast and just a really, really great opportunity to be talking to you guys again. And if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to hit subscribe, drop a rating in the app store, in the podcast store drop a review, all that stuff goes a really, really long way and it helps us improve the show as well. But what's up, Alec? How you doing out there, man? Yeah, doing all right. I can't believe it's episode 25 already. I mean, yeah, you know, and time has just flown by, man. It's, uh, it's awesome to be able to hit that 25 mark. It feels good. You know, next thing we'll know, we'll be at 50. Yeah, no doubt, dude. I was just, I was just thinking to myself, like 25 episodes, that means that we have spotlighted 50 artists, you know what I mean? 50 up and coming artists. And that's a good feeling, you know, to just kind of contribute to hopefully their growth and their, their listener base and their fan base growing. I think that's such a good feeling. Well, and that's what I was actually, I was talking about this with um, somebody else the, the other day, a colleague who was asking me about the, the podcast. It's pretty amazing about electronic music that each week you can go and find a new artist. That's just how many people are out there, right? Exactly. I mean, and it doesn't feel like it's slowing down. You know, I still have a bunch of people, you know, in the pipeline that I want to talk about. So it's, it, that was one of the things I was more nervous about, but it's, you know, it seems like there's so much talent out there that every week we can keep talking about someone new. No doubt about it, man. But dude, let's get into it. We're going to talk about the artists that we're watching later. But uh, dude, for my on repeat this week, I really, really wanted to go with Natasha Bedingfield's Unwritten, <laughs> the hit classic from my, I want to say, late middle school days. But <laughs> stay on brand. I'm going to go with Chris Lake. You guys might know this one already, but it's such a great song. And I think it's important to play it out again. Here it is, Chris Lake, stay with me on Beyond the Beats. such a i love this song so much man which one unwritten or stay with me well stay with me i'm gonna go with stay with me that's okay. the one that i i prefer out of the tea but <laughs> you know did i i told you i sent a text over but you know shout out to him doing a block party in san francisco at the midway in september i'm gonna be awesome so obviously he's gonna be playing that it's his black book 
uh, set, you know, that we saw at EDC. Maybe we'll throw in some other stuff in there. But, dude, this is probably my favorite song um, that he's released, you know, most recently. Yeah, no, this is such a great song. And he was actually just out here in New York last night. Legit, him and Fisher. Oh, that's right. Yeah, doing it back to back. Apparently, they went on for like four hours, man. Pretty, pretty long set, which is pretty sweet. but yeah, I mean, it was it was out here in Brooklyn at the Brooklyn Mirage, and people seem to have really enjoyed it. So you know, it's that's pretty sweet. Um, but guys, lots and lots of stuff to talk about here on Beyond the Beats. Let's just run through it real quick. All right, we got new music from the likes of Dylan Francis and Nightmare. Nightmare did a re- remix for Dylan Francis. We're gonna talk about it. Dylan Francis also did a song with Eptic, who we have just said a couple of weeks ago we want to hear more from. So we are pretty stoked to be talking about that. We got IO. We got my personal favorite, Eric Pritz. He just put out a Prida EP. We got Flume. All right. Flume. That's right. Another EP from the mastermind himself. Diving into news and culture. We're talking about Moonrise. It's next weekend. We got to talk about this lineup. And Alec and I are going to mention some of our must-sees. We're recapping Tomorrowland. There's definitely some stuff to talk about. We're going to give you a update on ASAP Rocky as well. Guys, we talked about at the top of the show, but there is going to be a DJ set in space. Yes, we said it. So we'll talk about that as well. Elenium. We're also talking about the anti-plur moment. You'll have to just wait and see which one of us takes it this week. Diving into the what are we listening to section, we got Knife Party and Idris Elba. So very stoked to be talking about that. And then for the artists that we're watching, we got two very different artists from one another. Alec and I like to be sometimes on polar opposites, just kind of keeps the show interesting, keeps it interesting for you guys. But guys, very, very, very talented artists. They are deserving of your time and attention. So we're very excited to be talking about them real soon. But let's start at the top, dude. New music from the artists that we're watching. We're talking about Trip Trop. Man, we, we are always talking about Trip Trop, I feel like. They're doing a lot, man. They're doing a lot. They're super busy, dude. And what's cool is like, We've just kind of been watching their growth on SoundCloud over the past, you know, couple of weeks and couple of months, especially ever since we had our artist spotlight with them. And we're just seeing, and I'm just seeing like a lot of activity on their, you know, most recent tracks that have been uh, kind of released by them. And this new one, this remix that they did of Duke Demont's Need You 100%, the Trip Trap Twist. This one has gotten a lot of attention. I mean, even Drezzo has downloaded this track. That's right. So guys, this is... Trip Trops remix of Duke DeMont's Need You 100%. Check it out. Yeah, this is honestly, man, like, I'm not surprised at all that Trip Trop is really starting to gain some traction and some support from the bigger DJs. I remember when I found them on SoundCloud and it was just like, wow, I mean, these guys have got some talent. So I'm just glad that we were able to talk to them, you know, before. And it's really nice to be able to see their progression and their growth. And, you know, good on them, man. I mean, this is just an absolute solid song. I didn't expect them to go for some remixing Duke DeMont, but that's what I love about them is that, you know, there's no yes. barriers. They don't, you know, they don't care. They'll remix anything they can. And they're very, you know, they're, they're able to do a bunch of different stuff too. What do you think, man? Dude, 
so, so agreed with what you just said about that. That's the thing I love about Trip Drop is that these guys refuse to be siloed to just one genre and every single genre that they touch, whether it be a DMB or like a heavier bassier song, or like in this instance, a house song, every single genre that they touch, you could tell that they're putting in all their effort into it. And it shows because this is a great, great remix. And I, I agree with you, man. I'm just really happy we got a chance to talk to them before they become too big to be talking to the likes of beyond the beats, but you know what, man, wishing them all the best and i'm only seeing growth for these guys so i'm very happy for them we'll talk we'll get back to trip chop in a little bit however nightmare just released a remix of dylan francis and dylan francis and allison in wonderland song lost my mind we're talking about the nightmare remix it just got released what are your thoughts on this one man yeah i liked it i really did like it i thought it was it wasn't entirely what i expected if you know what i mean like the build-up at least and the beginning of the song yeah um, it wasn't something I was expecting, but I really did enjoy the drop. And I thought, you know, I was like, okay, I could see where Nightmare's going with this. And a very solid, uh, you know, remix for it. You know, um, just this is just such a, a song that's really good for remixing, right? Like, I feel like there's a lot of people going out there and doing it. So yeah, uh, Nightmare did a really, you know, really did a good job with that. I can definitely see him playing this out at some of the big festival stages. Totally, totally agree with that, man. And I feel like it goes like it goes harder than some of his most recent releases as well. So this is actually a great, great remix from Nightmare. However, I will say my favorite remix of this song is still the Trip Trop twist. I agree. No, I agree totally. No, I, you're right, man. I mean, that's ex- yeah. Bang on. That's exactly <laughs> exactly right. I still agree. I still do agree with that. So Nightmare, sorry, my man. Oh, you know, we, it's funny. The last two remixes we've talked about with Nightmare, we preferred the original artist or another person for. Yeah. Isn't that bad? Like, you remember with Javax's, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's yeah. still doing a great job. It's just, you know, there's other talent. It's, you know, there's a lot of competition now. There's people who you know, up becoming the barrier entry to, to doing remixes is, is lower now. So totally. a lot more talent out in the field. But anyway, man, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about this one because I know that you wanted to get a little bit more Moombaton back in Let's your go, life. Yeah. And I was super, super surprised to see Eptic take part yeah. in a Moombaton song. What, what were your thoughts on it? Was this something that, you know, is this giving you a throwback to when Dylan Francis was doing a lot more of his classic? I don't know if I'd necessarily say it's giving me like that true throwback feeling to like Dylan Francis circa right. 2012, 2011, 2013 sound. I, I'm not sure if I'd go as far as to say that. However, you can still hear the Moombaton patterns in there. And then you got that eptic twist in there. You got Eptic's influence, which is always a welcome sight because Eptic, I think, has a very unique sound when it comes to the way that he layers his drums and the way that he layers his synths. So this song that he did with Dylan Francis, Let It Go, is actually a pretty nice combination of both of their styles. That was about it. Just not true Moombaton just yet. Yeah, that's true. You're right. I mean, there was a little bit of twist in there, but I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a solid release, though. Agreed. Totally agreed, man. And then let's, let's talk about Afrojack. Uh, this song, if we're talking about maybe a little bit more of a throwback, is definitely throwing me back. Afrojack's song, Bass is Kicking. I'm pretty sure I heard this in one of his most recent live sets that was just streamed. I believe it was his Ultra Europe stream, uh, his set from Ultra Europe. So Bass is Kicking, this is like classic Afrojack Dutch house throwing it back, let's say, five, six years ago. I'm about it, man. It's a good sound, and it works for Afrojack, and, and people get down to this type of sound with Afrojack. Yeah, I agree, man. I actually did enjoy this. This is a you know Dutch house slash big room type of song that I would, I, I would listen to. I think it's pretty cool. It reminds me of, gosh, Smith, do you remember the name of that 
uh, Afrojack song. The drop is very similar to it. And I remember oh that. God, I feel like I know which one you're Yeah, we, we <laughs> used to play this out at like at the fraternity. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, oh God. I, can't, yeah. I can't think of it. Anyway, it's a lot like that. So yeah. it's, uh, I like it though. It's a very, very solid uh, release from Afrojack. Dude, I.O. with his four track EP. It's called House of God. All right. I don't know, man. I feel like IO is starting to ascend up into God level status because this EP is sweet. Okay. We got Possession, the first track, then House of God, then Ghost in the Machine, and then finally, number four, Come With Me, a collaboration that he did with Rato. And man, you know, we've talked about IO before, especially when we did our EDC Vegas 2019 special. And we talked about how IO does a great job of introducing techno to folks who maybe just aren't there yet who aren't just necessarily ready to take the plunge into like let's say a drum code record sort of techno sound but io does a great job of having hard pounding kicks fantastic synths great samples and actually i don't know if you knew this alec but he did the vocals on ghost in the machine i did not know that yeah it's it's a it's a shock man i know uh and the only reason why i found that out is because somebody had created a thread inside that io's techno demons facebook group and they basically said that this was him doing the vocals for ghost in the machine you know what's crazy i remember joining that group back when there was not many people in it at all yeah right and when he wasn't really as big of a name in fact that was around the time i don't you don't know if you remember this Samir, but when jaws had re- had released uh the bite this yeah back it was just like the bite this treats or something like that it was the first time mm-hmm. and io's remix was on there um so that was the first time that i was ever introduced to him and that's when i went on facebook and joined that group so that was a while ago now but it's just nuts to see his growth i don't know if you took a look at this man but on spotify guess how many monthly listeners he has oh god i did not see this tell me man dude Four hundred and eighty-eight thousand. Fuck. And I'm, but it's like I want to talk about this. We can talk about this a bit in in a bit. But I, what I can't wrap my head around is that I don't know other techno DJs that have just blown up like this before, right? I mean, I know Adam Bayer has got like a million and and whatever, but still, it's just like he is just risen up the ranks like crazy on spot. I would definitely say that he's had a meteoric rise in terms of like the attention that he's garnering and like the you know like the monthly listeners I'm shocked I'm like really shocked by he has more than Amelie Lenz by yeah, the way pretty nuts dude yeah pretty, pretty nutty stuff but uh dude just good for IO though and and good I really like his whole I aesthetic too like the whole I don't know like ones and zeros binary code matrix theme style black and white the whole thing that he's got going on I, I really like it yeah, it's something that's in right now. There's a lot of people that are kind of, you know, um, going around this this theme and it, it fits very well with his music. It does. It really, really does. But all right, real quick, what's your favorite song off this EP? <sighs> Man, I don't know if you can ask me that because I I'm like it all. I don't know. I really liked, I did like uh, Ghost in the Machine a lot. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, I, did. I, liked, I liked Ghost in the Machine a lot. And then I would say Come With Me or uh possession yeah after that would be my favorite and, and i thought house I, I liked all of them but yeah let's go ghost and machine was my favorite sweet no I'm, I'm right there right there with you dude um moving on because we got to talk about this one and we're not going to go too much into depth right now just because i have a lot of thoughts on it but guys if you have listened to the show before you know that i was very very stoked about this ep i even tweeted about it at pod btb prida 15 volume 2 
it's here. And this was, I believe, a truly a fan favorite, especially if you're a big Eric Pritz fan. If you've been following his career for some time, then you would know that a lot of these songs, these this 8-track EP, he pulled out of like his vault of IDs that go way, way back. I'm talking maybe 10 years ago. I mean, some of these songs are really quite old and he'll interject them into a DJ set every now and then, but then it'll go right back to the vault. And some of these, we are pretty, pretty stoked to see that they have been released. And we'll, we'll talk about it not on this episode, maybe next episode, we'll go more in depth about it. I just, there's a lot of thoughts around it. Great tracks. Of course, it's, it's Eric Pritz and his, his attention to detail cannot be matched. And, Personally, my favorite set of his that I've ever seen out of the 12 of them was his Pride set. My favorite song off of this one is From Within. I remember, I think I heard this on his Essential Mix in 2013. Been obsessed with this track ever since. So the fact that we finally got it released is dank. I also love The Riddle. That's a great song. Humlin, Legacy. All these songs really are quite good. But Alec, I'm going to toss it over to you. I got to catch my breath. Which one of these songs were your favorite? I actually really liked Legacy a lot. Nice. I liked Legacy a lot, and I did like the riddle too. I'm not gonna lie, I really yeah. did like that. Um, yeah, and this is this is just really nice being able to hear because you know I've never seen Prider before, right? Yeah. So I am unaware of these songs and the stuff that, as you were saying, were in the vault. So this is really cool that he's starting to release it because it's giving someone like me who has always wanted to see a pro or catch a Prider set but has never really been able to. Um, it's nice to be able to hear kind of just the songs that he'd be playing because you could describe it to me, but I would have no idea. Totally different. So, yeah. I mean, this is like truly fan favorites here, man. I'm not even kidding. Like, I feel like he was on r slash Eric Pritz and was just like, all right, (laughs) which of these IDs are people requesting the most that are like a little bit older than, you know, some of the most recent releases? Probably was actually. I mean, that would be a smart move on his end. I wouldn't be surprised. I truly wouldn't be surprised. And it's funny because like every, every so often Prids will just like hint at activity that goes on on r slash Eric Prids and like the whole community will be like, oh my God, he stalks this place. You know, it's, it's always fun to see. And, um, uh, but yeah, we will definitely give more of our thoughts on this EP next episode. It's just like, it's a track. So there's a lot to talk about here, a lot to unpack. And I think, um, We'll give it more attention next episode. We got a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Dude, we got two more tracks we got to talk about here in the new music section. Elenium with Foy Vance, somebody who I've actually never heard of, but this song, Blood, I liked it, man. I really like this song a lot. Me too. And it's kind of, you know, he's returning to some of his uh, harder sounds. I mean, I know that when we saw him at, yeah, at EDC, he certainly played a, uh, well, that was his DJ set to be fair, but yeah. he seems to be, you know, wanting to explore this aspect of, of the Elenium brand a bit more. So I, I'm, I was down with it, man. This was a really interesting song. Yeah, no, dude, I'm, I, I'm actually right there with you. I really enjoyed this one a lot. And I like, I like, I feel like I like Elenium's harder sounds. That's just, that might just be me personally, but I feel like there's a lot of people out there who would agree. Um, but this is a good song and I'm actually kind of excited to take a listen to his album. And he just announced the track list for his new album. And we'll, we'll talk about that later on in the show. And then finally, to cap off the new music section, Flume. This guy's been on a roll this year, this year, man. I feel like he's been releasing a lot of music. I think he's just been sitting on a bunch, right? I thought, you know, I think he took uh, his time in a little while to go back in the studio. And he's just been, you know, I think he's just sitting on a tre- treasure tro- uh, a trove, should I say, of stuff. You know, I, what, what do you think about this, man? Because I do feel like this is this is an interesting EP to talk about because... Uh, what I wonder is, will there be some Flume fans who are not as big of a fan out of this uh, this EP? 
But why wouldn't they be big fans? Like, I actually really, really like this EP a lot. I don't want to say it's my favorite release of his this year, but like the song Friends, I really liked, and I really liked Quits as well. Levitate's a good track too. It's a three track EP, listeners, just so you guys know. But Quits and Friends are definitely my top favorites, and then Levitate is a close is coming in close. Yeah, I like Levitate a lot, actually. That was probably my favorite. I, I kind of brought it up just because I feel like a lot of people have come to know Flume, right, in more of a mainstream level. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, uh, I understand that. Because I've just, I've just heard and I just was talking to people who were just like, oh, I didn't realize he was this experimental and stuff like that, right? So that's, what, that's the only reason why I bring it up. I, you know, I was on the same page as you. I thought that people would really like this. But just from some people that I've just seen you know, maybe they kind of knew some of his more mainstream songs, right? And uh, they would have been a little bit disappointed with this. But if you really know Flume and you know, you know, what he's about, then you're going to love this. I mean, I absolutely, I, I thought this was a really cool EP. Not my favorite of his newer releases, just like you, Samir. Um, but, you know, I thought this was a, a great release. I'm kind of shocked that people don't realize that Flume is experimental. I, I, you know, I don't think it's a large, you know, population of people who who think this way but i've just seen there was more than i than i realized actually just kind of going through like on instagram and, and things like that but people should just realize that he's pretty pretty experimental yeah no doubt guys always be expecting some unknown weird shit from flume but he always does it so so well all right man we, we talked about a lot of new music man but we got a lot also to talk about in our news and culture section as well if you don't mind, I, I didn't get a chance to talk about this last week. If, if I could just talk about my weekend from last weekend. Of course. Go ahead, man. All right, guys. So I got to say, when, when Alec and I went to EDC 2019 this year and we were stuck on the first day of the shuttles, we were so, so disappointed that we had to miss Drezzo on, I believe it was Circuit Grounds or Cosmic Meadow. I can't remember which stage he was on. Really, really bummed to, to miss that set. But luckily, he was just in New York last week or like you know not this past weekend but the weekend before and he really really threw it down he was at analog alec and i saw chami there we also met aki for the first time over there that's how we got a chance to get to know her and drezzo seriously if he's coming to your city if he's coming to your town and you like darker house music guys buy your tickets right now my ticket was only like 26 dollars, and it came with a free drink as well and it was such a great time I gotta say, man, I think Analog is really quickly becoming one of my favorite clubs to go to in Brooklyn. I mean, it's it's a great club. Uh, the vibe is always good. It's literally come as you are. You don't have to get dressed up. You know, the fact that sometimes their ticket comes with a free drink is really sweet. And then when it's not totally packed out, like if there's, it's very breathable. The sound sounds good in there as well. And it's just overall a very good vibe. So I also got a chance to actually talk to one of the openers, Kitty Pack, who they're actually from New Jersey. So what up? And these guys were so, so nice to be able to have a quick conversation with me after their set, after their opening set. And uh, I just want you guys to take a listen to what we had talked about after their set. What up, listeners of Beyond the Beats? I'm here right now with Ryan and Lewis of Kitty Pack. They just came off from playing an analog in Brooklyn. They're opening for Drezzo tonight. Guys, first of all, fantastic set. You guys absolutely murdered it. Played to the vibe perfectly. People were grooving. People were dancing. How do you guys feel about your set tonight? 
awesome, man. It gave us the liberty opening for Drezzo to play all those throwbacks, all those bass house tracks that we used to love in 2016, 2017, when we were first getting um, established in the scene. We moved a little to tech and disco house, but we were able to mix those two vibes and it really paid off. Exactly. Like, we were a little bit out of our element from, like, our recent shows but you know we were to bring it back towards the end with like heavier bassier music and you know you saw the reaction of the crowd how do you went so i just witnessed a conversation with two young aspiring producers so let me ask you guys right if you had to give some advice to people who are just looking to grow their brand grow their sound what would you tell them right now what's the best way to become a better producer and a better performer here in the electronic music scene. Make, make sure you're doing what you like. Make sure you're making music that you like. Make sure that you're hanging out with people that you like. The industry is filled with people that are just trying to get something out of you and they'll kick you to the side. Just make sure you're doing it not for the money, not for the fame. Make sure you're doing it because you want to do it. Make sure this is your passion because it's a cutthroat business and it'll eat you alive. And as far as growing, you need to commit your your life to going out, partying, networking, get to know everybody. If you're not a likable person, no one's going to support you. You really have to party respectfully. Thank you guys so much for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you. You know, man, one of the cool things that I, I like about this, you know, this is something when I start, I haven't been to some shows recently, unfortunately, but, you know, I'm going to start doing this too. It's really awesome to hear the openers, like, background and their story. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, opening up for Drezzo is a huge, huge deal. So, and shout out to them for being from New Jersey. I love to see some New Jersey talent now. Yeah, man, no doubt. Yeah. No, these guys were so, so nice and really just they were so open to talking with me after their set as well which is always so great but not only that dude they took the time to like come out into the crowd during like the next opener and then during drezzo's set and like legit just like hang out dance with everybody and just have a good time before they get back up on stage to do the closing set after drezzo finished so seriously kitty pack listeners they threw it down and if you guys uh, want to hear more of them i believe they pay they play in new york city pretty regularly actually i think they have like a show coming up pretty soon if i'm remembering their social media post correctly but guys we'll have a link to their instagram and and their soundcloud in our show notes and if Drezzo's coming to a town near you because he's on tour right now definitely hit him up yeah, yeah for sure man i mean Drezzo's. yeah i i can't wait i think Drezzo's coming back to san francisco at some point maybe in August, end of August, September. So I'm definitely going to try catch up. Very nice. Yeah. My man, we've got to talk about this now. And this actually came from a special request. Uh, shout out to Caitlin, who had talked talk to me and was like, don't forget to talk about Moonrise. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Moonrise is coming up uh, August 10th and 11th, man. I mean, I know this is something that we've talked about visiting and hitting up at some point. Um, just because of, it's got a stacked lineup. Now, just bear in mind, listeners, if you're not familiar with Moonrise, it definitely, I'd say, leans towards the harder end. Is that fair to say? I, would, I would say, yeah, I, I would say so. I think, I think maybe the electronic music scene in the East Coast in general and maybe the West Coast as well. Maybe, so maybe all over the U.S. I feel like it's starting to get a little bit harder and so festival lineups are adapting to that. And I think Moonrise has really adapted to that this year. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, we can kind of just rattle off. If it goes with some of like the, you know, we'll just rattle off just from top of the line. So many good people. But you've got Alan Walker there. Elenium's going to be there. Now, bear in mind, listeners, this is going to be a DJ set. Don't expect the live show. It's not going to be as lighthearted and airy. 
he made it very clear in the last couple of DJ sets that he's done that he likes to go hard in this. So, you know, don't, don't go expecting. Because I remember at EDC seeing some shocked people. They were shook. They were absolutely shook from this. So, listeners, just bear in mind it's a DJ set. You've got Cashmere. You've got Nightmare and Slander presents Good Vibrations. That's going to be a great time. Seven Lions, Slushy, Tiesto for your big room fans, Yellow Claw. Um, and then let's go to some other people I think, you know, we can talk about who maybe not as big. Um, I'm just looking at here, looking on the stellar stage, which is one of the stages, Lick. Now, Lick has just been killing it recently, man. I don't know if you've been, she's been killing it. So I'd be excited about that. Uh, Drolo would be interesting to see. Um, I, I've never really actually heard a set, but I, you know, I mentioned a few episodes ago that was on my, um, you know, what I've got on repeat with Zed's Dead, that song. Yeah, that was I remember good. Yep, exactly like that, man. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, you know, Bonnie and Clyde is a good one to go see. Tasca Black, uh, party favorite. There's so, so many people. And then if you're looking for some more of that kind of dubstep sound, I mean, you've got a stat line up there. 12th Planet, Boogie T. Boogie T's awesome. Dirt Monkey, another awesome kind of <laughs> little bit more old school uh, uh, dubstep. And then this is like, I've just died, absolutely died to see them again. But Ganja White Knight. Yeah, dude, you've been really into Ganja White Knight, man. I, I'm liking it, man. I really do. It's a little bit more of a throwback, you know, in terms of the, the dubstep sound. Because to be honest, you know, I've got a little bit tired of the of the rhythm, as they, as they call I it, right? That. You yeah. know, so it's kind of nice to see something different. Peekaboo's there. Uh, they put... Clearly, Kid has been going a lot harder recently because he's there in the mix with some of these I know. Guys. You got like all these people who go super hard, like Sudden Death, and you got, you know, uh, 12th Planet, we've already mentioned Peekaboo, and then you got Kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, I was like, okay. I was like, well, he has been going harder. You know? yeah, he, he has, has been. been. So, I mean, that's just some of them. I've got a few more I want to mention later, but I'll give you a chance to kind of say who you, you would recommend, uh, you know, going to see who's on this lineup. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, dude. I mean, this, honestly, this is a really great Moonrise lineup. I kind of wish they just paid a little bit more attention to the house heads, you know, just people looking for a little bit more house music, but you know, they got AC Slater on this, yes. they got Justin Martin, Nora and pure who I've been wanting to see for a very long time. She was fun. Dude, yes. I know EDX who always brings, I feel like good vibes out in his tracks. I love EDX. Um, and then dude, IO, we just talked about, it's going to be freaking sweet. Robotaki. Dude, speaking of Robotaki real quick. Okay. I've seen Robotaki twice. The first time I saw him was on the Shelter Tour, and he didn't necessarily – he didn't really impress me all that much. I didn't think he was really all that great. And then he opened for Big Wild, and I was like, holy crap. He's gotten so much better uh, in, in the past couple of years, in like the past three years. That's how much time had passed between those two shows. So so shout out to Robotaki. I feel like people are sleeping on him a little bit and you guys need to go check him out. But if I had to choose somebody who I really, really want to see, like if I'm if I'm in a in a feelsy, good kind of mood, which rarely happens, I would say Jay Wolf. I've been wanting to see Jay Wolf for a very long time. Uh, yeah. A lot of videos from his most recent live tour. I don't think, I don't know if this is going to be a live show from him. It's in the lineup. It's not being denounced as one. However, Jay Wolf always brings the vibe. You cannot go wrong with him. And then if I'm not feeling in such a, in such a feelsy mood, ah, oh man, I don't know, dude. I, I'd probably go with like Peekaboo or Sudden Death or Troy Boy. I, you know, I would love to see a Troy Boy set. I, you know, I, listeners, if you're there, just go. What I'd recommend for Troy Boy, just go see a bit of it because he is very creative. He's a very eclectic uh, trap sound. 
uh, type of you know type of guy. So definitely it's something just to go at least pop your head in because it's going to be something honestly that's nothing like I think anybody else in the lineup. Like he yeah. is pretty different than all the other people there. So that would be cool too, man. Anyone else that's kind of like you know uh, got your attention on this lineup? That's pretty much it for me, man. I mean, look, don't get me wrong. The lineup is really great, but I just really want to take some time to call out some of those artists that I just mentioned. But what about you, Alec? Like if, if you were at Moonrise both days, like who would you see? Who would you make it an absolute must see? Yeah, I mean, okay, so I'm going to go with some people that might not be as big, but, you know, let, let, I guess I break it down into tiers. Like if you are, you know, not too, too well-versed in the electronic music scene, then I would definitely recommend going to see you know, go see Seven Lines for sure. Oh, right. Go see Seven Lines for sure. Like, they will blow you away. Uh, some other bigger people. I, you know, and also, like, try out someone. Maybe try out, like, a Ganja White Knight. Because when they go harder, right, it's a bit more funky. And it's not really that yeah. heavy. So if you kind of want to feel, you know, when you understand it when they talk about, they call them, like, you know, the wubs and stuff. Like, you know. <laughs> you'll get it so like if you want to kind of just explore some a little bit more of the hard music if you're not traditionally into that i'd say ganja white knight's a probably good entry point uh troy boy is also or rusko is also there. rusko you know you can't go wrong with him uh otherwise i'd say and another one if you are looking to get a little bit more into house if you've never been into it you've got to go see ac slater you have to go see ac slater that would be an amazing step as well as edx if you can um swing both but in terms of the people that i would be really excited about seeing you know obviously io i'm not going to say that because io would be you know we, we already know that we've talked about him and that's definitely someone to go see i'd love to see i've never seen shiba san definitely that's a, that's someone i would say to keep an eye on feeling if i want to go hard i'd like to see woolly i've never seen woolly before hmm. interesting mm-hmm. Yeah, Wooly is it? Have you ever listened to Wooly? I don't think I have. No, actually, maybe oh, dude, you've got to. Yeah. So yeah. he released actually somewhat recently with Seven Lions. This amazing song, I believe it's Island. So go check, take a listen oh, to that. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So that's Wooly. So he mixes in some melodic as well, which is what I like about it. So he'll mix in some melodic as well as just kind of the harder stuff. But otherwise, I mean, there's just so many good people on this. It's like I just try. I'd say try go see a little bit of everybody. No doubt. Guys, have fun. All right. Have fun at Moonrise. Stay safe. Drink water. Stay hydrated. And let us know how it is. Seriously, send us your videos. We'd be happy to repost them on our Instagram. If you let us, we're at btb.pod on Instagram, at podbtb on Twitter. You can also follow us on Facebook. Our DMs are always open. Slide into them. We want to talk to you guys. And we want to hear how Moonrise is because it's so close to me here, you know, Samir in New York. Uh, it's pretty close. It's, it's only about a three and a half hour drive. It's unfortunate, I just can't make it this year. So, you know, it is what it is. But one year, I'll definitely make it out there. Yeah, for sure, man. That's, that's a goal of mine too. No doubt. Bro, let's move into it. Tomorrowland. We didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but now that a few more thoughts and a few more articles have kind of come out from Tomorrowland, we are ready to talk about it. Especially, we have to talk about this. Swedish House Mafia. Were they supposed to close at Tomorrowland? First of all, let me just set the stage real quick. Listeners, if you don't know Tomorrowland, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm a little bit shocked, but I'm going to tell you about it right <laughs> now. It is like the biggest... It is one of the biggest electronic music festivals in the world. Takes place in Belgium, and it looks absolutely insane. I mean, there are so many stages. The lineup that they bring is always absolutely nutty, and they always get some very, very unique performances, which we can go into in a little bit. We've also talked about pretty extensively the Tomorrowland lineup, but this is now just kind of summarizing how it was this year. 
But guys, such a great vessel from what we've seen and from what we've heard. They really, really take care to put a lot of detail into how the festival is ran and the overall experience that they give. Let me give you an example real quick. If you're camping at the festival, they will drop off a newspaper to you at the festival in front of your tent. It's like the Tomorrowland news, daily newspaper. How sick is that? Like, <laughs> like who, what other festival does that shit? Tell me, please, because that is really, really insane. It just goes to show you that they spend a lot of money and a lot of time into making sure it's an experience that you will never forget. But we need to talk about this. Swedish House Mafia, rumors were circulating for the, the weeks leading up to Tomorrowland that they were supposed to close. However, Gareth Emery said on Instagram that Tomorrowland canceled. I'm sorry, that Swedish House Mafia canceled on Tomorrowland. Interesting. I, I'm not surprised, man. They've been, I know you've been defending them when we get into it, but there's, there's something else going on here. Like, there has to be. I, I don't know. This is just, it's becoming insane. It is insane, dude. And I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm defending them, but I mean, it's it's just kind of ridiculous, dude. Like, well, yeah, I wouldn't say defending. Sorry, I'll rephrase that. What I yeah. meant is like, I was always under the assumption that I think a bit of this also has to do with the internal dynamics of the group, um, as well as just some of the more technical things, because I know that's you know part of the reason why they canceled before. Yeah. I'm not going to go ahead and say that, you know, obviously, like, I don't know the situation and, you know, it's better to give the benefit of the doubt. However, there's a trend emerging, and this is just ridiculous now. I don't think I've ever heard of a group, right, that's this well-known and that big to be cancelling on so many different... It's ridiculous. It, it's, it's insane now, and it's like, regardless of the technical difficulties, just get up there and fucking play. Like, for Christ's sake, like, yeah. just go play some music. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know you want the whole shebang, but, like, come on. Like, this is Tomorrowland, and Ultra Korea, they'd be cancelled on too, right? Like... There's just so many different, you know, big, you know, sets that they've just been closing last minute on. I know. I mean, it wasn't just Ultra Korea as well. It was also Weekend Festival as well that they canceled on. But let me just, I want to quickly read the excerpt from Gareth Emery's post. Uh, You know, he didn't edit it or anything yet. So I just want to quickly get into recording before anything happens to it. But he said, and I quote, this is like in the middle of the post, but a few things happened and fortune was on my side. SHM canceled. Uh, that's all I'm going to leave it at. And then the post kind of goes on from there. But I mean, what the fuck, Swedish House Mafia? I mean, look, I, I, I kind of understand just because I know you guys are trying to curate a certain experience and maybe the technical aspects weren't really there to kind of line up with the show that you're trying to give. I can totally understand if that happened with Ultra Korea. It's something that we talked about a couple episodes ago. But I mean, what the fuck, guys? Seriously, like, this is getting a little bit ridiculous. And it's honestly just doing a big disservice to your fans. And I saw a clip of Axwell kind of talking a little bit about, about this when, he, when they just played at Ushuai in, in Ibiza. Like, I think it was like a, this past weekend or something. And they were mm-hmm. just basically saying, like, look, you know, we, we make tough decisions because we're trying to make sure that everybody gets the experience that we want everybody to have. You know, it's not that we're trying to upset people it was it was something along the lines i'm like seriously like generalized not generalized i'm seriously paraphrasing here but i mean it's a little bit insulting to your fans when when you pull this kind of shit it just it's just once or twice i get but just you know when you're doing it this often now i mean this is really as i said i've never heard of this happening before right in such a short time period you know maybe it's not internal dynamics of the group i i frankly i don't know what it is and i don't want to go out and say it's you know certainly that but I, I don't know, man. Something's just off. I don't know what it is, but it just yeah. doesn't feel like it's, you know, I feel like there's more going on than what's being said. 
Totally agreed, brother. Totally, totally agreed with you on that. But let's just quickly talk a little bit more about some of the great things about Tomorrowland. Guys, we've already mentioned it, but the production on this festival is absolutely crazy. I mean, you guys have got to go on YouTube. You need to type in Tomorrowland 2019 and just for a couple of seconds, just really take in the different sets, like the way the, the main stage looks you know, in the morning or in the afternoon or at night. Like, it's seriously, like, it just comes alive as the day progresses. But not only that, they have some really great stages nestled all throughout the grounds of the festival. One of them looks like a big dragon. One of them has screens that just swirl all over you at the top of your, you know, if you look up, it's like the screens are all over you. You know, one of them is, like, some of them are outside, and one of them looks like a big kind of, not castle, but just a medieval structure. It's just... I don't know how they do this, man. And what's so great is that the town of Boom in Belgium, like they get into it too. So they're, you know, you'll see pictures on the subreddit for Tomorrowland of neighbors having like the Tomorrowland flag hanging outside their homes, like welcoming people to their city. It's a big deal. Like the city gets involved. And I think the festival does a great job of keeping relations with the city itself. Yeah, no, again, like they actually do a good job. It's very much integrated, I think, into to the culture there, right? Like this is, more than just a music festival, I would argue that it's a cultural event yeah. too. You know, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just fantastic. We have to. I know we've always been talking about it, but we do need to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, real quick, I mean, you guys take a look at the lineup yourself. It's something that we've already talked about before. But I also just want to call out that Tomorrowland, the things that they need to work on. This one big thing, which we have talked about on the show before, you guys have got to give out free water. You have to make it accessible. Like this is ridiculous. I mean, there are people who are reporting online that water isn't really free or if it is free it's hard to get to like they'll go to the bathrooms and fill it up in the sinks you know like that's kind of ridiculous guys this is a big festival especially when on the first day the friday of weekend two it was like over 100 degrees fahrenheit that's come on this is insane people are going to get hurt yeah i i agree man i mean then there needs to be just kind of like you know a come to jesus moment about it it's just like give out the give out the but yeah, a lot of thoughts here on Tomorrowland, but you know, man, I hope we get a chance to make it out there at some point. It'd be really sick. Definitely. It definitely will be, man. Yeah. Dude, take us into this ASAP Rocky thing. I mean, you, you talked about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago. So how's it going right now? How's ASAP doing? Well, actually, sorry. So we can, you know, I have to say this is one more thing about Tomorrowland that okay. we haven't talked about. Yeah. Have you seen that video of Shaq in the mosh pit? Oh, my God. How did I'm so sorry for moving on or trying to move on prematurely here. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of self-explanatory. I just wanted to put, on, <laughs> we'll put it, in, you know, um, listeners, as with everything, you know, this will all be in our show notes. Um, you can find it on your streaming service if they support that. And if they do not, you can find it on Facebook, but we'll, we'll put this link in here, but there's just this video of Shaq getting involved in the, uh, in the mosh pit here with the fans. It, I mean, it got big coverage, man. It, it was on CNN. Oh it my was God, like I know. Fox News. I mean, it was, everywhere. it was absolutely everywhere, which was just hilarious. So good shout out to him and shout out to him for, you know, playing a, a set. Like it was actually a pretty, you know, big deal, apparently. I, I really wonder what he's like live. I don't know. Me too, dude. <laughs> Me too. Great point. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to just go to a Shaq set. I, I might end up going to one, man. He's at Izu this year, so I might be he's, able to He's playing at a lot of festivals. I think he was at Hard Summer as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, man, that is some funny shit. But, like, just seeing him tower over everybody, and, like, I, I got to say, like, Shaq, 
sometimes Alec and I like to get a little, you know, make just poke a little fun at the whole plur thing. And sometimes people take it a little bit too far, but I will say that like Shaq, I think is the epitome of plur. It doesn't, you know, he has had a fantastic career all throughout his life. He genuinely, genuinely enjoys being a part of everything that he does. And I feel like he's really enjoying being part of the electronic music scene. And the fact that he's in the crowd moshing with people, obviously not hurting anybody because he's just an absolute giant, but he has a smile on his face. He's having fun. He's headbanging. And that's what it's all about, dude. Yeah, I, I agreed, man. Like he's just doing a, a great job of bringing it out. You know, he's probably exposing it to a lot more people. I think to be honest so too, actually. Like, you know, I mean, he posts that stuff on his own, you know, as a DJ diesel Instagram profile. And then he has his own uh, as well, but he posts on his regular Shaq one too. Like, you know, shout out to him. Cause I'm sure there's some people who would have been shocked when he started doing that, but you know, he's, he's embracing, he's accepted it. So this is awesome. No doubt, dude. No doubt about it. Right, so moving back on to uh, ASAP Rocky, okay? So if you guys don't, if you guys and girls don't know, um, ASAP Rocky was in Sweden and was charged from arrest from everything. Uh, sorry, was charged for assault and he was arrested and he's been held there for I think it's been it's been a while now. It's been a long it? time, dude. Yeah, yeah. So like that was pretty bad shape. Um, you know, again, like we'll look more into this and it's, the verdict has still not been finalized, but apparently this is kind of a self defense case. Um, which is why the U.S. government started getting involved. And they sent a letter over to the Swedish government saying this. And this is what I quote from one of the, um, uh, it was a special presidential envoy for hostage affairs. God, imagine having that as a job. <laughs> like, right. if they're going to, you probably would never think Sweden would be the place that I you're know, going to go to. But this is from the letter that was sent. It was obtained by NBC News. The government of the United States of America wants to resolve this case as soon as possible to avoid potentially negative consequences to the U.S.-Swedish bilateral relationship. Oh, my God. So ASAP Rocky got the government all the way through the top. Trump. Trump was like, I need more of his music. Uh, you know, but here's the thing, though. I think, you know, it's glad that he's coming back now. So the, the verdict is not in. You know, he's been released on bail. He's actually back in the U.S. now. Uh, safe and sound and then we'll just kind of have to see what happens um you know from it and what the verdict is um again like there's a lot of people who have been saying it was really just more of a self-defense case yeah. and that you know he was detained because it was a street brawl right so you know we'll, we'll look a little bit more into that but you know there's not too too much about you know why he was arrested and then the circumstances around that so um it'll be good to touch base on this again in a week or two when we know a little bit more but you know, long story short, he's back in the U.S. now. Um, and, you know, it seems like relations are going to be okay between the U.S. and Sweden as well. So, Listeners, mark your calendars for August 13th. Something <laughs> special is going on, man. We're talking about the first DJ set in space. But, like, no, this is seriously happening. This is a DJ set in space by an Italian astronaut by the name of Luca Parmitano. Am I saying that right, Alec? I think so, yeah. I mean, he's an Italian astronaut. I think you've got that. Yeah. All right. Sweet, dude. Uh, but this is, this is dope, man. You found this one. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about this. So yeah, what's really interesting is that, so yeah, obviously he's going to be the first ever DJ to, you know, play a DJ set in outer space. I mean, that goes without saying. Um, I actually know, you know, funny story that Steve Aoki had done it in one of those uh, zero gravity simulators <laughs> in the plane. Have you seen the video of that? Yeah. Uh-huh. So so that was like, you know, that took it to the next level. This guy was then like, you know what? Let's screw it. Let's go all the way to outer space. But the promoter, Big City Beats. Yeah. The reason they're getting this is because they're partnering up with the European Space 
agency for the World Club Dome series. I mean, this is just, they're taking club music to the International Space Station, for Christ's sake. This is amazing. Can you imagine, like, Insomniac or Ultra teaming up with NASA? Like, I just, this is, like, like, this is what this is. It's essentially on that level, man. I mean, you know, the the, um, Big City Beats founder, uh, his name is uh, Bernd uh, Breiter. He said that he believes that this kind of, like, crazy collaboration and i quote will combine entertainment and all of the power of feeling good and excitement with the most incredible science of space exploration then he added in space there are no about ba- uh, no borders so um you know i hope he plays different styles of music then because there's no borders in space no one's gonna tell you what, what nice. to play right but nice. it's, it's it's interesting because i don't know it doesn't really say this article in, in mix max shout out to them for um i think they believe they're one of the first people to catch this uh I don't know if he was a DJ before, but he's been taking lessons. So he's been taking uh, lessons from the uh, World Club Dome resident DJ, Le Shook, and he's actually taking up a whole DJ booth up there that has been recreated and, you know, it's going to be suitable for the International Space Station. Uh, you know, so he's, I think he's already up there. Yeah, it's saying that he's, he's already left. So he left on July 20th. So he's got plenty of time to prep up there. And I, I, I mean, if, if, I think Mixbag has got it on. He has to play uh, the prodigies out of space and then Jamiroquai's space cowboy. He, he's got oh, to. God. He's got to. You know, DJ's like, there's not too much time, but please try. Like, if you have any edits or something, you know, like that could be that space theme type of thing. Please send it to this guy. Oh, I can't even send it to him. I don't oh, even God. know. He <laughs> knows, like, you can't. Well, just ship up a USB. Like, <laughs> Dude, they, don't, they don't have Prime Day over there, okay? They don't have one-day shipping. Come so. on, Amazon, Blue Origin. Jeff Be- you know what? I can see Jeff Bezos getting into this with his Blue Origin company. He's going to be like, I'm going to throw the first festival in oh outer space. God. I can see it. Shame you have to be a millionaire to get there, but you yeah, know. Um, yeah. Anyhow, um, this is so dope, though, dude. I mean, I hope he plays Fisher's losing it. That's all I want. <laughs> you better do. You better do, man. I mean, Christ. Oh my God! No, this is great. And uh, listeners, if if any like if any clips or anything emerge from this, we will be sure to send it out via Twitter, via Instagram, and we'll make a post about it. Just because like, this is like, this is actually a serious kind of moment in history, I believe for electronic music. It's just, we're taking it to the next level. And if, and speaking of the whole zero gravity thing with Steve Aoki, if you haven't seen it, it is on YouTube. That's where I watched it. So just type in Steve Aoki, zero gravity but great find dude this is this is such a cool topic but moving onwards this is something i know will excite a lot of our listeners here elenium he tweeted out that he's finally ready to show the full track list for his upcoming album ascend dude there's a lot of cool collabs and he's released yeah. he's released a couple songs i mean we just talked about it blood with foy uh fancy just released that that will be on this album uh pray that he did with uh, Cameron Alexander is going to be in there. Crashing. Uh, crashing as well. But there's some, in, some other ones in here which look really interesting. Like the one that's catching my eye is uh, Gorgeous, featuring Bipolar Sunshine, and it's Elenium and Belonke. Blanc? I don't know how to pronounce it. Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know how to say that one exactly, but this is the one that also caught my eyes as well. Yeah, that's a real, are there any other ones on there? I mean, I don't actually know. I mean, there's, oh, okay, here we go. This is another one. Sad songs uh, with Sad the Sky. God damn it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm taking all of them. And then go, go ahead. You can, oh, I'll leave the chain smokers to it. There's the takeaway. You can have the chain smokers, man. All right, dog. Fuck off. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, there's this actually a lot of 
a lot of collaborations, actually. Most of these songs on this track list, basically collaborations, except for, let's see, we got Take You Down. Really, I, I mean, Elenium has just had such a great couple of years, these past couple of years, and just now we're getting a new album from him, and I know a lot of people are excited. There's a lot of feelsy songs in this album, I feel like. There's a lot of really feelsy shit, uh, and uh, so I, I hope you guys are ready with the box of tissues to kind of get in your feels for Elenium's new album. And it's going to be out on August 16th, so coming up real soon. Yeah, it is, man. I'm, I'm excited to take a listen to this. You know, obviously, we'll talk, about, um, we'll talk about it when it comes out on the podcast. No doubt, brother. No doubt. Dude, let's finally put the lid on this Woodstock 50 stuff, man. It's not happening. Miley Cyrus was set to headline opening night of Woodstock 50, but pulled out one day before the festival was officially canceled. The organizer said, We are saddened that a series of unforeseen setbacks has made it impossible to put on a festival. Miley joined a long list of performers who dropped out, including Jay-Z, The Rockin' Tours, and The Black Keys. So, what went wrong? They never had a mass gathering permit. They go through a series of production companies. In June, the venue backs out over lack of payment. Contractually, all the artists got paid. So some of these headliners walked away with millions of dollars for doing nothing. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, there's not too much to cover here really, but it just didn't seem like things just went through. It's a shame. It's a real shame because, you know, I'm, I'm not entirely sure why. I mean, it just seems like the... You know, it, just people weren't really behind it, you know, from more of a organizational standpoint, right? I think everyone, you know, would have loved to have attended this and the people organizing it, but it just seems like the state of New York was just not too into it. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that, man. I think there's just going to be like a smaller kind of Woodstock 50 celebration in, this, in the town of Bethel, New York, if I read this Mixmag article correctly. But yeah, it's a, it's a shame to not see it happen, but I, I kind of I saw this coming yeah i guess so and and, you know to be honest it seemed like they didn't really give themselves too much time to organize this Hmm. you know i I think it wasn't too you know i from what i've read there just wasn't enough planning time i think either um yeah yeah you know and it's just it's just it's just disastrous it's just such a shame because this really would have been i think it just even if i didn't go it would have just been kind of cool because it's yeah, from of course man of course. Any, any opportunity to have live music and present it to large audiences i, I I'm, I'm all about it you know as long as it's done in, in a nice good somewhat safe way um but anyways that's a shame on that that pulls the plug on woodstock 50 we'll see if woodstock 75 or woodstock 100 happens and maybe i'll <laughs> still be doing the podcast when we're in our 70s but let's move on to this next one to kind of wrap up our news and culture section you found this so i'm definitely tell me about this festival five islands festival man yeah so there's something i've been wanting to do over the last couple weeks is find some really hidden gem festivals or just some festivals that just sound interesting five islands festival takes place in the lebanon mountains it's actually about probably a 40 50 minute drive away from uh beirut so it's you know in the mountains which obviously would be insanely beautiful um it's this place called the mazar ski resort i'm not going to even try pronounce the region <laughs> come on dude <laughs> yeah, you can't no i i can find <laughs> yeah, somebody go fuck myself dude <laughs> no god no anyways go ahead uh, no i feel so bad but you know i mean it's 1300 meters high in terms of elevation so what's that probably four thousand or so feet so this is you know this is high up and it's in the mountains i looked absolutely everywhere but i couldn't find pictures or any 
gallery on what it would look like. It's the first major festival in the Middle East, I believe, or at least it's, it's one of them. I don't think there's ever been something. So I, I think this is really cool that, you know, that they're starting to expand it and they're starting to get over um, to there too. You know, I, uh, the only one that I know from the, from the lineup is uh, Satori. I don't know if you've heard of Satori. I don't think and I have, no. Then there's Oliver uh, Hunterman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they're not exactly the most well-known in the West, but I'm sure, you know, there at least they're probably people have heard about them more in Europe, I think maybe. They, they seem like European DJs, I believe. Yeah, Oliver Hunterman definitely. is German. So I think, you know, people in the European circuit would know them. Um, but this just seems cool. Like, it just seems like a really uh, nice vibe to it too. You know, up in the mountains, it's going to be absolutely gorgeous. There's camping as well. So they yeah. have a camping experience, which I think would be really, really cool. Um, you know, they, they set it up there. And it, I mean, it's crazy. It's like, book. I'm looking on the website now. It says, book your spot or our campsite for two nights for only $15. Incredible, man. Yeah. I mean, that is incredible. So they've got food there too. They have like some games and stuff there. They have showers. Um, it's not pet friendly, so I guess if you want to bring your pet to Lebanon, don't bring it to this festival. Thanks for heads up, Alec. You know, I don't know. There's some people out there, but <laughs> you know, they've they've got. It seems like they have a few different um, stages, right? So they've got what they call a Solar Island, which is going to be, you know, one of them. It's I think it's really the main area for techno um, that they have there. Then there's a um, Reunion Island. They don't really say too much about it. So I, to be honest, it seems like a house and techno festival that's just taking Definitely. place in the cool area. Um, you know, unfortunately, there's not too much information about it. Um, it hasn't started yet. So it starts August 10th. I feel like a lot of festivals go on at August 10th. Well, yeah, there's a lot happening this weekend. Yeah, a lot happening. this. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, definitely listeners, I'll, I'll keep an eye on that and then uh, get back to you if there's any videos or anything from that because I'd be really interested to see what this just even looks like. Totally. Um, you know, so yeah, if you ever want to go to Lebanon, maybe you can go to this festival. Yeah. Guys, music, electronic music, especially breaks all boundaries. It's all over the world. You can't miss it. So if you're out and you're traveling, definitely look up what's going on in the local scene because you might, you might be surprised by what you hear. You know, it's always cool to kind of get a new vibe and you, a new perspective of what this scene is out there in a place that you might be visiting. So dude, Great, great find, and definitely keep us posted on what's going on out there. Samir, we're moving forward, and I think, you know, I'm going to take the anti-flirt again this week. Woo! All right. Two weeks in a row. Alec Prieto. We're going into the anti-flirt moment. Now, if you're new to Beyond the Beats, this is a section that we do every week where it's a chance for either Samira and I to just absolutely rant and rage against the machine or whatever <laughs> you want to do. It's just something going on that, you know, kind of like gets at us because let's be honest, you know, the electronic music scene is amazing too, but there are just some things that could be better. And so that's why we kind of have this uh, moment to just rise against it. And that's why it's called anti plur But we do really love everyone that we talk about. It's just, no, no. it's just a funny name. But all right, this week, this actually genuinely really pissed me off. <laughs> like really badly. Mousetrap has this awesome, awesome-looking documentary that has been released. Io is going to be featured on it. Res is there, of course. Dead Mouse is on it, and this documentary you look up at the hype it up. The trailer looks awesome. It's only being released on title. What the fuck? Who uses title? 
exclusively on Tidal. I mean, who does that? I know Jay-Z and Kanye West when he came out with The Life of Pablo and had that pre, you know, uh, thing where you could look at it before it was released on other platforms that you had to be signed up to Tidal. But like, okay, maybe if it's like available before mass, you know, consumption of it, that's fine. But to only be exclusively on Tidal to try to force people to sign up just to watch this documentary, I don't know, man. That just kind of irks me with that. Just it doesn't seem right to to be doing this with documentaries about an area of the music industry which is really not covered that well in you know larger media formats, right? Like we were talking about, there's not really many documentaries about it. If you want to learn about the history of it, you know, there really isn't too much stuff to go out there. I mean, you've just got to put pieces together and read articles, but you know, any other thing, if you wanted to find out about the history of rock, you could go on YouTube and there's a bunch of different things. And there are some for electronic music. There are, I will say that, but you know, electronic music is so broad and vast. It would just be really nice to see, you know, some documentaries dedicated to at least talking about what's in the present and giving people an insight glimpse into what it is like to work at say mousetrap or, or anything like that. But the, the, the larger point that I want to get to here is what concerns me about this is the fact that it's not just because I don't know who uses Tidal. Sorry if there are any Tidal fans here, but I, I, I never have heard of anyone using it. What concerns me is the fact that maybe this is a sign that things are starting to get a little bit too commercialized in the electronic music industry, right? The fact that, you know, electronic music has always been something to share with a lot of people. That's kind of been the concept of it. Hell, we make fun of it, but that's the whole point of player too, right? It's, it's, it's focusing not just on respect to each other, but sharing the experience. And what I don't like is that there just seems to be a bit of a trend emerging now where you've got, you know, private interest starting to commercialize, um, you know, the, the electronic music scene. Whether that was KFC putting on, oh you know, God. right? Like that wasn't even good. It's like I'm fine if you make it like an actual experience. That, you know, that's a whole separate side tangent there. But my point is, man, I don't know. I mean, maybe you could shed some light on your thoughts with this because I'm not out there saying that private interests are all that bad and stuff. I mean, hell, I actually like the fact that there are organizations getting involved. I think it's a good way to spread the word and to get more people involved. But what I don't like is when you know, they're kind of locking the doors and it's really just a way to, you know, get more subscribers and things like that, right? You know, it, it's one thing with music and then you, you, the documentary piece of it though, the piece where people could really learn about it and there's not much media content out there and you know that because you know that there's never really been a mousetrap documentary like this before and you're purposely, you know, locking the doors to it and preventing other people from coming out. That just kind of upsets me, man, because it's like, I don't want to go and sign up just for Tidal to watch this. You no, know, am I, am I wrong for saying this? Like, you know, like I don't want to come off as that, like, you know, kooky conspiracy theorist guys. Cause you know, I'm not like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not like I work in business. I enjoy it, but this just seems to hurt me <laughs> get under my skin, man. Bro. No, I'm 150% with you on this as well. Like when you first put this in our show notes that there's going to be a mousetrap documentary, I was like, Oh sweet. This is going to be so dope. Especially because like, I think Joel, you know, Dead Mouse himself, I think he's a really entertaining person. I don't know if you guys have ever like watched some of his Twitch streams or like some of his online streams. He's a very entertaining person. And so now the fact that like I don't I won't be able to get to watch this unless I sign up for Title just because of some deal that was struck between Title and and Mousetrap Records. Like that sucks, man. Like I'm with you. We need more of this sort of media to push and to discuss how electronic music came to be where it is today. You know what I mean? Title, 
I'm with you, dude. Who is listening to Tidal? Listeners, if you guys are on Tidal, if you're listening to music through Tidal, tweet at us, man. Be mad at us because I want to know why and why you're not using Spotify or Apple Music. I want to know. And I know Tidal has higher fidelity files and better audio files. I get that. So I can understand from an audio file perspective if you're on Tidal. I do get it. But this kind of sucks that like now, like there just won't be as many eyes on this as there could be. And that's what upsets me the most. And it's a cool thing because you know what it's centered around, man? It's centered around Dead Mouse's Ultra 2019 show. Yeah, that's fucking sweet, dude. The Cube 3.0, that's sweet. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and that's my thing, man. It's not even so much that it's, I was just making fun of Tidal and stuff, right? But it, it's, just so much the, it's just so much the fact that, you know, this isn't like, you know, a preview, which that then will be released to the general, you know, public and audience. I, I, it's just, I, I get it. It's a smart business move. You know, I, I don't know how many people are going to sign up and do it. But, you know, I get the business kind of marketing tactic, you know, it's typical demand gen and just getting people onto your platform. I understand all that, but it's just like, I don't know, man. Don't bring it into like an art form. You know what I mean? And don't bring it into music. Right. Where, you know, there isn't too much information about it, you know, out there, or at least, you know, video format, you know, don't hide this away from people and just, you know, force them. I just don't like the idea of companies cornering people into, you know, a corner where they're like, if yeah. you want to enjoy this, you have to, you know, use us. And I just don't like that general business practice. So that that's kind of, my anti-player for the moment. And it's just a bit sad because I would really love to see, I'd really just love to see, I would love to see this. Damn, bro. That was pretty heated. I like that. Yeah, I know, man. It's, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll release it. I don't know. It doesn't look like they are, but. Moving into it. Yeah. What are we listening to? Oh, baby. Knife Party and Idris Elba. Yes, Idris Elba. You know him. The actor, the DJ, I mean, he was Charles Minor in The Office, and that's like one of his smaller roles, obviously. But I'm, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really funny. You pick, like that's the one I automatically default to. You picked the like, smallest role. But, okay, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's actually a, a really, really great DJ. And, um, you know, he was also in the most recent Fast and the Furious movie, and he's also, uh, you know, part of HBO's hit show, The Wire. He was on Luther. So, no, this guy has actually had a really great career. But uh, I watched I watch uh, The Office pretty religiously, and uh, no, he's he's really funny as Michael Scott's new boss. But anyways, I'm not gonna get into that. Knife Party, Idris Elba. Let's start with the Knife Party Lost Souls EP. I'm just honestly, dude, very very psyched that we got a new EP from Knife Party. We also did play the little preview of Ghost Train, one of the, one of the four tracks that is on this EP. We played it a couple of weeks ago on the show, but now we got the full EP. Four tracks, No Saint, number two, Lost Souls, number three, Death and Desire featuring Harrison, number four, Ghost Train. Alec, what are your thoughts? You know, man, um, first of all, Silas, we didn't cover this earlier. We had kind of forgot about this, that this was released. This was released back in, you know, uh, it was I think it was like July 18th or something like that yeah. was when this was officially released. So sorry that, first of all, that, you know, we're following up on this now. But I really, really like this, man. It was great to see them back you know doing knife party because they've just been doing a little bit um you know maybe they've focused more recently on pendulum and bringing that back but you know it was great to see them get back to it and i i really really enjoyed this ep you know ghost trains uh, is probably my favorite did you take a listen to the lyrics of lost souls 
I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> did, you, did you? Yeah, dude. So, so funny, dude. This is honestly hilarious. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through it, okay? <laughs> but I have the lyrics here. So listeners, if you have children around or you just don't want to be embarrassed, I would put on headphones. It, it's nothing. It's just funny. It just, yeah, okay. And we'll see if anybody can get why they did this, because I think I understood why they made these, these lyrics for it. It's, it's kind of funny. Uh, okay, so there's a spoken intro piece. It's, since we left these dark nights in Africa and escaped to the security of our armchairs, we had forgotten the horror of dubstep festivals. Night after night, thousands of bros migrate into the area. Each night a nightmare. In appearance, they are like dogs. But these strange animals, his nearest relative is the mongoose. Both males and females have what looks like a penis. They greet with a peculiar ritual. Ceremony involves sniffing and licking the genitals in the most gruesome way. This is the story of lost souls. And it gets straight into the chorus. It builds up like, it builds up. And goes, the chorus is this. Ain't washed for three days. Eat some ass at the rave. Eat an ass in the club, like, and then the drop comes in. <laughs> it's hard to muffle my laughter so it didn't go on top of your recording. But my God, only knife party. I love because it's on Genius, right? Where but they, Genius had no comments on any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Just put up the works. I caught it a day. I didn't say anything. Um, yeah, right. so... Okay, so that, that's really funny. But it's actually a solid song, which is the horrible thing about it. It's like, a good song. And I want to play it, but I don't want to. I don't want to be playing this out loud. Because it's not... You know, you can hear... You can hear the chorus pretty well. It's not like it's one of those ones where it's muffled, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, you can hear that they're saying... Eat ass at the club, like. Do you remember those videos that went around where there was a guy literally doing that at a festival? Yeah, I remember that. So I, I think was that at Lost Lands. It was at Lost Lands, which is why he did this song probably because <laughs> of dubstep. Oh my god. Whew. Jokes aside, actually, it's a very funny song, but like the production on it is also really, really clean. The drop is so, so damn good. It's like I feel like we're getting knife party again after a kind of if i'm being honest a disappointing debut album of abandoned ship abandoned ship had some good tracks on it but like now i feel like we're really getting back to lost souls and like knife parties true sound you know it's um no say great song lost souls great song very grungy sort of filthy drops but not filthy and like how rhythm does it just more filthy and like the sounds that they use and it's it's hard to explain through a recording but i really highly recommend that you guys all take a listen to this but alec i think i'm gonna have to agree with you that ghost train is probably my favorite song off of this album yeah i agree man and the other thing i really want to say about this which i thought was really neat is that there's different styles on it right like each song is actually a slightly different style so yeah. lost souls is really the the harder one i would say of all then the ghost train is almost like that electro house style that they sometimes go to so it's really it's this is actually probably a good ep to listen to if you are ever interested you know i'm sure maybe at some point they'll do a tour again or, or something right but you know if you want to know what it's like to see them live this is a good ep probably to look at too um because it also is showing that progression and where they're probably moving forward to i mean i don't know man do you think they're going to be touring around i don't know i don't know dude um that's, a, that's i a would hope i would really hope question. yeah i 
I'm not too sure. I'll be honest, like some of their sets from like 2016 and 2017, were they kind of felt uninspired. It just felt like they were just kind of going through the motions of it all. Mm -hmm. I think that once they kind of wrap up doing their new Pendulum project, yeah, I think they'll go back on tour. Yeah, I think so too. And I'm hoping that, you know, um, I I don't know. I I have hope about it, especially with the sets too, because this seems like they've really sat down and did a, you know, a really yeah. good job with this EP. So I have some hope and seeing it because I, yeah, I agree with you actually thinking about it now. It was a little bit disappointing. Um, you know, some of the last sets at, um, yeah. 16. but anyhow, yeah, this was, this was great. Um, Ghost Train is my favorite. And I will say, um, yeah, it's, uh, this is a great, <laughs> thank you for, thank you for reading the lyrics of that. Larry. You're welcome. I, I, yeah, I thought it was important to let people know. It's like spoken song. word poetry, dude. Nice job. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much. Let's move on to it. Idris Elba, Charles Minor from The Office. <laughs> oh, um, Don't do that uh, to my man. Don't do that to him. He's bigger than that. I know. I honestly, no, he is definitely much bigger than that. And I've seen him at Creamfields 2018 and he really threw it down. Great, great set. And really just very impressed with this release as well. This song called On Life. And he also is on this track as well. You get vocals from him. And dude, Start to finish, great song. What'd you think? Yeah, 100% agreed with you there, man. It was an awesome, awesome release. You know, I, I'm, I'm glad to see that he's even, you know, I didn't realize that he's producing. You know, I don't oh, really, yeah, I, knew, yeah, totally. I, knew that, I knew that he, you know, did some like rap or some reggae type of stuff. Um, I didn't realize that he was producing, you know, some, you know, house tracks and tech house tracks. So this was really awesome. I absolutely loved it. I thought this was cool. And it's just nice to see that, you know, this isn't like some celebrity who gets on and, you know, they don't really have too, too much talent with it, but, you know, they do it anyway. He actually has real talent. So if anyone gets a chance to see Idris Elba, I mean, Samir, I know you said that he was great. I mean, he's, he's on some pretty big lineups. So um, definitely keep an eye out. And he's doing the festival circuit, which is pretty neat. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he has the time. I feel like when he's not, in you know media like movies or tv he's touring and he's playing out at different clubs and and venues and that's so awesome i i think so too and i do have to give a shout out to this because i don't know if you recognize this because this really kind of flew under the radar okay um you know he has a a netflix series right about djs what dude no i did not know that yes yes it's called turn up charlie and he made it into basically a sitcom about a dj this guy called you know charlie ao who's this kind of he plays a kind of a washed up um you know dj from the past who's then trying to build his way back up and it's, it's really funny it's actually i watched all of it um it, it's actually pretty well done and it's pretty funny yeah i wanted to watch all of it and then talk about it um you, you know, tell me <laughs> i was waiting to tell you now god damn dude <laughs> No, I, I really got to check that out. That, that sounds awesome. Um, it's, it's funny. It's definitely funny. I mean, you know, it, it got some coverage, I think, a little bit more recently uh, in, in places like the New Yorker and stuff. But, yeah, it's really fun under the radar. So nice. if you want to go check that out, listeners, definitely do it. Um, it it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's good. I really do, I really do enjoy it. I, I won't ruin any of it. So just, just definitely go watch it. Definitely, dude. No, this good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right, listeners. So we have a very specific rating scale here on beyond the beats it's levels one through five and if you guys have heard this before feel free to skip ahead a little bit if you haven't welcome to the show we'd like to rank our tracks in this order so level one is called one listen it's where alec and i will listen to a track 
maybe just give it a single listen, kind of formulate our thoughts and, and not revisit it. But we always encourage others to give it a listen to formulate your own opinion. So level one is one listen. Level two is background noise. So background noise is when a track is just kind of on in the background. You're doing other things. You don't mind it being there. It's just kind of keeping you company. You know, you might, you might skip it. You might not skip it. It's just there to fill in the noise. Level three is when you're in your car and you turn it up. Level three is turn it up, crank up the volume when this song comes on or this particular release comes on. Level four is just bought tickets. It's when you hear a piece of music and it's imploring you to go out and purchase tickets to see the artist the next time that they're coming to your town or to your city. So that's level four. And level five is speechless. Speechless is when it's just you and the music. Everything else really just kind of fades away and all you can hear and all you can feel is the music itself. So to recap, level one is one listen. Level two is background noise. Level three is turn it up. Level four is just bought tickets. And level five is speechless. Alec. Yes, sir. My dog. Let me ask you, what did you think about Knife Party's Lost Souls EP? I'm going to give it a level four out of five. Just nice. bought tickets. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, really, really enjoyed it. And if you're just joining us, listeners, I haven't given out a five out of five yet or a speechless. Uh, I'm pretty picky with it. But this was, you know, this is definitely a really, really solid release. I was super psyched to see them release this. And then when I was listening to it, I, I loved it too. So I couldn't recommend listening to this more, especially because of the lyrics on some of them. If you're going to Lost Lands, you need to listen to that song. <laughs> yeah, actually, you really do. Uh, I hope someone plays it. I hope someone plays it. so funny, dude. Holy You have to. Someone someone better, actually. This, for me, is going to be a Just Bought Tickets as well. If anything, this EP just kind of reminded me of how talented and how creative Knife Party is as a group. So, like I had mentioned earlier, I was just kind of feeling very disappointed from, you know, the sets that they're putting out in 2016 and 2017. I saw them live in 2014 at EZU. So this EP really revitalized my interest in them and I'm very excited for them to go on tour again. I hope I get a chance to see them next time they're, they are in the New York city Metro area, but Idris Elba and his track on life. I'm going to give this a just bought tickets as well. I would love to see Idris Elba again, seriously. And if we were to just silo this song on life and I've never seen Idris Elba before. And if I didn't know that he was talented, I would still make this a Just Bought Tickets just because this song really did it for me. I was like seriously impressed by his production and hearing his vocals on top of it. I agree, man. Yep. I'm going to give it the same thing. Level four out of five, Just Bought Tickets. I I really, really badly want to see him. So the the nice news is, as I I was saying before, it looks like he's going on the festival circuit and just traveling around. You know, I'd love to see him in a nightclub though. Dude, that'd that'd be a vibe. I think that would be, honestly, I think I'd prefer to see him in a nightclub. Not going to lie. Yeah. So Idris Elba, you know, definitely not listening to this. But in, the, in case that this somehow gets back to you, come to audio in San Francisco. It's the perfect vibe for you. Shout out. You heard it here first on Beyond the Beats. Let's get this going because I'd love to see him. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And that would be, honestly, that would be a perfect vibe for him too. Audio is a great club. Uh, you know, very intimate. And I think this would be, I think he'd really enjoy that. So come on, Idris. No, definitely, dude. Yeah, if, if, he's, if he comes around to your city, man, you should seriously consider going. He was so good at Creamfields. Um, but listeners, I just want to point out, we want to know your thoughts as well. So seriously, if you listen to the Knife Party Lost Souls EP, 
If you listen to Idris Elba's song on life, tell us what you think. Tweet at us at PodBTB. Seriously, we're very, very communicative through our socials and we love interacting with everybody. And uh, actually, our next section, the artist we're watching, is going to be a prime example of that. So, Alec, great Great music that we have for the artists that we're watching this section, man. Talented artists from from artists that are really just making their own way, trying to find their fan base, trying to grow and expand their sound. And I'm really, really impressed with the picks that we have this week. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Who, who, do you want to kick it off first or should I? Um, you, you can go ahead, man. All right. Because I'm pumped to talk about yeah. this guy. His name is Nada. Kind of, I'm imagining because he's Spanish, so he's he's based out in Spain. I'm imagining it's a play on Nada as in nothing, but it's spelled N-A-D-D-A, and it's all caps, so you could just see it. But this was real, kind of like a a crate digger to go find. He only has around 500 or so um, followers on SoundCloud, and he looks like he hasn't been putting out music for that long, but. He's getting, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. And he's only got, I think, four or so originals. So, but the pick it up subtraction is, is um, you know, his most popular one is called Funky Yellow, which has 11,500 plays. So someone with, you know, 500 or so followers, that's pretty darn good. And that usually tells me that, you know, they're on the rise. But he did the song, the song that I'm going to play for you right now that I think that everyone is really, really going to enjoy is a new song that he did with this guy called Amber Gale. Now, Amber Gale does more of a trap type of sound and Nada's a little bit more of house. So this is a really interesting mix, but it comes out from his EP, Faithless Monk, which you will find in our show notes, but this is the song, Faithless Monk. cross between between these two nada and ambergale man i mean you can hear it you can hear like yes they have their own genres that they like to stick to but they really came together especially like in the drops in the first drop i think it was a little bit more nada influence and then at the second drop ambergale was really coming in with this trap influence like this is just so so great exactly it's just it's almost so refreshing when we when we get like artists having their own spin on like particular genres like house and trap and i think this is these guys are just doing it absolutely spot on yeah i mean it really comes together to form a you know rather unique sounding bass house track right like i mean and i've noticed that a lot of people who are trap djs are starting to throw a little bit more bass house into their totally. sets. i don't know if you noticed that you yeah, know, know i know a carly you know, with somebody who was very much big on that. He was starting to do it. Nitty Gritty too, right? I mean, he had a song that he released on Confession even. Mm-hmm. So, you know, idea. yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's what's really cool about it. So there's definitely some, you know, I'm glad that people see 
kind of the symmetry there between the two genres. And but this is the first time I've actually heard, you know, kind of them people get together. But I'm going to talk about Ambergale too at some point. Uh, not this episode. I'll save it for another time. But re- another really interesting uh, person, also small. But you know what, man? Like I, I'm really excited to see what Nada does because the other song on this EP is called Wolf, um, and it's with Ambergale as well. So again, the name of the EP is going to be Faithless Monk, but there's also the song called Faithless Monk 2. So just wanted to clarify that. It's the same name as the, as the EP, but it's a two-track EP he did with Ambergale. So it'll be in our show notes. Definitely hit that up if you like that little snippet. No doubt. Dude, great, great find, man. Seriously, I love like your big house head, I feel like. and I Dude, just- it's changed, man. I know. I've been thinking about that. God, it's so funny you put that up. I'm like, I need to go out and like, start you know finding artists in different genres because i've just been doing house and bass house recently yeah you have no no it's great though because i feel like the house and bass house artists you you find because sometimes you could find artists that are just trying to copy like that sound but you find artists that that try to put their own unique spin to it and i think this, this example right here with nada is perfect this is a perfect example yeah exactly man so oh i'm glad that uh you appreciate that for sure brother for sure all right, listeners, I'm, man, I'm feeling really excited to talk about my artist right now, dude. And l- let me tell you guys how we came across her. Her name is Orb, and she's from Los Angeles, California. What up, LA? I know we got a lot of listeners out there. What up? And Alec and I had put out a post on our Instagram, basically just asking people to recommend the DJs that they are watching and the DJs that are on the rise. And Orb had commented on our post, so we checked out her music and it is freaking sweet if you guys are into some good vibes music i'm into that kind of music too i like to go deep and dark and heavy but i also love to take a step back and just kind of chill orb is where it's at okay she's got this great song and it's called 360 feeling and this is the song that i want to preview for you guys right here right now on beyond the beats take a listen Love this. Love this. I can totally see why, you know, a great recommendation, by the way, from, uh, you know, whoever, I can't remember, who was it that commented on this? We'll have to go back and give them yeah, we'll have to take a look. Shout we'll have a shout out. But, you know, just quickly, just wanted to say thanks to everyone that was commenting on it. And I'm actually, I've got someone that I'm going to talk to, um, you know, talk about, sorry, in the section that was on there. So don't worry, we oh, did nice. legitimately. Yeah, of course. Like, you know, there's so many great artists that were tagging, tagged on that. So I'm just really excited about that. And so, Thank you, Samir, for bringing up Orb. But, dude, really, really, really like this. Um, I, You know, I'd be down to go see Orb live, honestly. 100%, dude. And just by looking at her Instagram page, so just want to quickly go over some of her followers here. So 3,600 followers on Instagram, 234 followers on SoundCloud. And if you guys go on her Instagram page, she's got like some super dope creative pictures, but I've seen some pictures of her also kind of playing out. So I think she does do some DJ sets here and there, probably more local to her Los Angeles, California area. But yo, her music just makes you feel so good. 
so nice, so light, so airy. And I'm, I'm seriously telling you guys right now, if you get a chance to, I highly recommend that you listen to her Cosmic Wash EP. It came out nine months ago, but I've listened to the whole thing all the way through. 360 Feeling is the song that I pulled out of there, but Dream Queen is also a good song. Zoomy Things, good song as well. She is very, very talented, and I feel like she's got her own sound that she's trying to go for, and she is not wavering from that. Like, she's not going to try to follow what's hot or what's the cool thing to be producing. So, Orb, shout out to you. You're a freaking legend, and I love your EP, and I love this song, 360 Feeling. Yeah, man. That's a fantastic, fantastic find. Thank you again for all the people that were commenting on this. You know, we went through it and this is just great, man. I mean, we really need to, I'd love to reach out to more, you know, people who follow us on Instagram um, and just listen. So that's an open invitation, everyone. Like, you know, you can just even DM us on Instagram or you can send us an email, however you feel like we'll have links to, you know, those ways of contacting us in the show notes. Absolutely, bro. But, uh, Oh my God, that wraps, up, that wraps up episode 25. And you know, before we really just wrap everything up here, really just want to say thank you to everybody who had checked out our episodes in our first Beyond the Beats session last week. I mean, dude, we, I mean, there's a huge spike in the number of listeners uh, from last week. I mean, I don't know if you guys know yet, but if you haven't, check it out. We did episode 24, covered a lot of great topics in there. And then we also did an artist spotlight with Cold Wall, who we love. Great, great conversation. Such a cool dude. And he also did a really killer mix for us as well as part of our Beyond the Beats sessions series. So thank you guys so much for all your love and support. We, we genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. And we love talking with you guys every single week. But in the meantime, feel free to speak with us via Twitter at PodBTB, on Instagram at BTB.pod. We're also on Facebook. Just type in Beyond the Beats. You can find us. We, like, we love hearing from you guys. I'm serious. We love it. And we just want to keep talking EDM all day, every day. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better, Samir. And uh, definitely check out that Cold War mix, by the way. That was an insane mix. And uh, I told you. All the listeners, you know, we're looking to add more and more features. You know, we're excited to bring even more stuff on board. So if you have any suggestions, you know, for different stuff that you'd like to see and features in the future, definitely do that. But I'm really excited about doing more of the Beyond the Beat sessions, man. Me I mean, too. yeah, I'm really yeah. excited. Really yeah, excited. Really good one planned coming up. Yeah. Indeed we do. But that's all for this week, listeners. It's been great talking to you. This is Alex signing off from San Francisco. All right, guys. Peace.